0: Tur-
1: Hello, everyone,
0: and welcome to the Solutions Brewing podcast. My name is Steven Sock, and I'm joined today by Rob and Brendan, and we are on location today at Nine Four Eight Brewing That's in Airdrie. Right.
1: Yeah, so, and yeah. a super secret special guest. My son Riley is joining us for the podcast here so, today. So, so yeah. if you do
0: hear any adorable squawks and uh, noises, it's most likely coming from him or from the other patrons in the uh, in the tap room today.
1: He has many opinions, and all of them are strong, so... And that, yes, huh.
0: as I already uh, hung out with him this morning, he has had some strong opinions. And as I see, he's got half of his lunch on his face, so that's good.
1: He's actually doing pretty well yeah. today,
0: considering <laughs> you know, There has been way messier. Oh, yeah. We're, we're playing with fire. We're doing this without a bib, so... Oh, you're living <laughs> dangerous on the edge there, Brendan. Uh, well, Danger. shortage
1: of equipment, anyway.
0: <laughs> but uh, our topic for today, um, since we have done the both beer fests and we're actually in person and we're at a taproom today, one thing we thought we'd talk about is the current trends in beer. Since uh, we were at the, both shows, uh, and got more of an opportunity at the Edmonton one than the Calgary one to talk about, you know, what we kind of saw, what, what, what we kind of see is going on in beer. And, you know, is anything kind of holding over from last year? Is it still all IPAs and, you know, sours? Or is there a little bit more nuance in the... in the industry right now. And to start, since Brennan is, you know, trying to feed his son, um, I'm going to throw it over to Rob. Uh, Rob. Oh, there go. oh I that's not what I was expecting. That was not what I was expecting either. I totally thought you were going to be like, since Brennan's busy, he can go first. Yeah. No, I'm being nice. I, I, I'm having empathy from father to father here. so <laughs> It's a special Father's Day gift. Yeah. yeah. So, Rob. A mild um, amount of empathy. Yeah. So, what like, what, can, what do you see at the, uh, the beer fests? And what, what do you kind of see going on with beer this year? Well, it was
2: more spring and summer this time where we got to participate in them. Uh, last year was later later in the year, so it was like October, October, November, so it was more in the fall. Yep. Um, I, like, I like more darker beers. I'm actually drinking the 948 uh, My Kilt's Wrecked Scotch Ale. It's pretty tasty right now. So, um. yeah, one of the two scotch ales I've actually liked.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, so really usually the scotch ales, a lot of people like to make them like really boozy for some reason. It's just, like, I wasn't into that. This one's a nice, this was 5.2% and
0: has good flavor. Um, yeah. But yeah, the does, only other one I've ever liked is the origin one. And that's the same sort of thing. They don't yeah. make it a, a traditional scotch ale and therefore it is the best scotch ale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess uh, for trends, what I've noticed is uh,
2: like, for us, we only have the three styles that we brew right now, which is the, our, our blonde, our amber, and our stout. Yep. So we, a lot of people find that refreshing. They like to come in, that they see they see that, oh, you got a stout, because not a lot of people make stouts. Like, that's not something you see a lot of. Mm-hmm. And uh, even ambers and blondes, you don't see a lot of those either. So we got that was kind of nice for us, but it's definitely not the norm. So we kind of go more offbeat on that. Yeah, um, we're, we're against the grain a little bit on that. Yeah, with then, our
1: grain or malt-focused beers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: And then, uh, But we always have those people come by and be like, oh, which one's your IPA? Oh, we don't have an IPA. Or which one's your sour? Like, oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. Those are stu- two of the most very dominant beer styles out there for sure. But like out of all of those, I would say uh, probably hazy IPAs, I think, have been coming out a little bit more. Yeah. like Everyone still has an IPA, but the, everyone's going for that hazy, that hazy appearance now. Um, uh, and I have even noticed like, I I like pale ales too, mm-hmm. like nice citrusy pale ale, but those are kind of like disappearing because people don't, people think pale ale and they just think it's, I don't know, super bitter, which is really funny because that's what an IPA is supposed to be. Yeah. So instead of these pale ales, they change names from a pale ale to IPA so that they could sell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? You're starting to see
1: probably something that could really be a pale ale being called an IPA these days. but. Or the other side I've seen, you're seeing a lot more hazy blondes coming out.
2: Hazy blondes, which, which is kind of funny. more yeah, which
1: pale ale actual composition. Yeah, an right?
2: unfiltered wheat wheat beer. They call it a blonde <laughs> hazy well, blonde.
0: I, I just remember from the Calgary show that we had like two older gentlemen come by our booth and we're like, you know, we got our blonde or amber, or our stout, and they're like, is your blonde hoppy? And it's like, no. It's a, no, blonde. it's a blonde <laughs> and they were shocked because they had had a couple other blondes at the show and they're all and they were for all intents and purposes pale ales yeah. and, that, and that's fine but call it a pale ale and then they actually had a blonde it's you know slight or like light refreshing crisp yeah. clean and they're like yeah this is like this is what we were looking for I'm like I'm glad you like it but it's yeah like everyone's throwing hops where they shouldn't throw hops <laughs>
1: Well, it's not that they shouldn't throw because a lot of these hazy blondes are these these hot blonde, hot blondes, and air quotes. Mm-hmm. They're good beers. They're just it's a marketing ploy to try to sell it to people who are getting something they're not expecting. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's calling it pale ales anymore. they're and that's that's really what they are. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. It's like the the IPA term
2: is being thrown on every beer because that's what people what people buy. But then yeah. people
1: are complaining and everything that has pale ale ale in it. Is an IPA, yeah. which again isn't the case. So, ah. yeah. Weird, weird ways in which the things are names are changing to try to suit a customer base that is now changing their minds because the names are changing. Yeah. Uh, and there's no standardization on what these are going. to Well, nobody follows the standardization on what these things are going to be
2: called. Yeah. And then, uh, well, the second, and then the second one is uh, the sours. Mm-hmm. No, I find those are kind of all over the map. A lot of people have sours, but it's not like, it's not, um, it's not like, what do I want to say. Everyone, everyone's using a different fruited sour. Yeah.
0: Like, like there, like there's almost no pure gozes. So like, a, yeah, that a, one is kind of because a gozes, a gozes just like, just the yeah. the malt, salt, and like traditionally coriander, but you can you don't have to put that in. Um, and yeah, like pure gozes. Don't ex- I like. I didn't see a single one at the show. It was all the fruited sour, which yeah, I, again, makes sense. I, I like. I am part of that trend as well, but the fact that none of that exists is maybe
2: people find yeah. it weird to know that like that there's been a little bit of salt added to it or something like that. But maybe it's kind of yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, like good. Yeah, it, is, it is good beer. Um, Brendan, what are you drinking today, and what are you seeing in beer trends? So I'm drinking
1: nine four eight's. Was it Starship? Stratosphere Comet. Stratosphere Comet. Oh, okay. Um, so it, it's a hazy pale ale. It's fantastic. Um, easy drinking and a little citrusy. And I mean, there's a, there are a lot of these on the market. Shockingly, like, right they called it a pale ale. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I mean... Guys in Nine Forty are good shit. They know. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like us, I, I took my one session there to kind of wander around and see what was going going and happening. A lot of a lot of hazy stuff. I drank a lot of hazy stuff because I like mm. the hazy pale ales or whatever they want to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, still a lot of different IPAs on the market. Everybody seems to have them except for for us. Uh, Actually, I thought we were in a great little corner of the the area for in terms of the beers we didn't have. We had Sawback and Grain Bin right beside us for the the hobby stuff that people wanted. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. We were able to send people over to other booths, and even for people, we had a few people who came who said they had like gluten sensitivities or celiac altogether. We were yeah. right beside. And we're the like, IC oh, we were place, right beside yeah. a hard iced tea place, so, so yeah,
1: that, that worked out well. Um, I guess that's another trend that's coming is we see more and more of these. RTDs, RTDs ready to drink. Um, So like the iced tea place that we were beside, they had a good product. There's just a lot more coming out. Heart kombucha I had uh, there as well.
2: Oh, yeah, Um, I missed that one. I didn't get a chance to try
1: that (laughs) one. Which was kind of an entertaining conversation because it was after i'd had quite a few beverages and i went there and i was talking to them i was like oh i'll try this and that and whatever and all that sort of stuff and i started going i was like well it's nice to have kombucha because sometimes at this you want to have a non-alcoholic drink and they're like well that's (laughs) seven percent it's like stronger than the beers (laughs) you've been drinking (laughs) (laughs) so so that's something to be aware of is just because it is based on something that's not alcoholic yeah, You still need to check. But. Yeah, yeah, it's but pretty funny. definitely a growing trend in, in the industry. Absolutely. Um,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: I'm kind of,
2: I've been disappointed with a lot of seltzers. Like, I kind of like, I want to try to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. But to me, they all just taste, it's just, they taste like club soda. And I absolutely despise club soda. Yeah. And those are getting really popular now. Like, you're seeing a lot of those. Like, there's quite a few boosts at the show had, was have, uh, had so we're offering hard seltzers and it's just I don't know I've had a hard time
0: finding ones with with yeah. ones that have like actual flavor yeah because a lot of them either they're super intense in their flavor or they're super light on their flavor like it's only like a, a touch of, like if they're going for like the healthy carb and all that kind of stuff so like it's not that
2: killing and all that kind of stuff yeah
0: they're trying to keep the calories down so that you can say like
2: oh there's only whatever 50 calories a beverage or something or whatever it is, and you can't do that if you're adding a lot of stuff for flavor, so...
0: Yeah, so it's, so it's like essence of grapefruit or essence of summer berry sort of thing. And oh. when you do that, it's just like, oh, that doesn't... Uh. Someone, they... I heard that they were smoking... They're smoking something in the in the
2: back, and uh, we just got, like, a little waft of it up front oh, yeah. here, and it smells delicious. Yeah, all of us kind of stopped and just went...
0: Pork belly. Yeah, because, <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, I would say... Like, one of the big things I saw was, um, so hard teas, like hard teas have been around for a while, but now it's more like craft hard teas. So like more, most directly the people right beside us, like they were, you know, hard tea and all that kind of stuff. But the, the big thing just like walking around is that it's, um, non-carbonated, like you can get carbonated teas. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're, you know, more traditional beverages, but a lot of still teas, and uh, I definitely know the women in my uh, in my circle sort of thing. They really like and they really prefer those kinds un- uh, kind the, of beverages. Un- the uncarbonated ones? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of nice because then you don't have that, like, gas releasing
2: in your stomach or whatever. Exactly. And, yeah. so, you
0: can, so you can just, like, you know, as long as it's chilled, you just sit there and sip it and everything's fine sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, like, seeing a lot of those. And it was actually one of the... I really wish I'd have to look at them up on the map to where they were, but it was one of the few places that they had a, uh, a, a, you know, alcoholic tea. But it was the first good use of lavender I've ever had. Lavender? They Lav- had one with lavender? Yeah, because like remember ev- they had a raspberry, a lemon, and well, not not, not beside us. Beside oh. us, they had a
1: raspberry, lemon, and a peach. But. Yeah, no, no, right. this was
0: this was elsewhere on the net floor. Oh, okay, but the it was a. Um, it was like a pear cider with lavender. And it was the first time, because like lavender, it's, it's a very light touch. So you, you either got to have, you get too much lavender and then it, it tastes like your, it tastes, tastes like soap. It tastes like soap. I was about to say, I thought we had a discussion about this. Lavender is for soap only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, or, lavender doesn't belong in beverages. Or you do or such food. a light touch on it that it literally doesn't show up in the beverage. And this was the first time that I was like, I got the taste of lavender and it didn't put me off. So it was nice. I was chatting with him for a little while. I'd, again, have to look up what they were, but, uh, I was like, yeah, like this is legitimately the first good lavender I've had. Cause I thought I've had like lavender beers and all that kind of stuff. And they, yeah, I've, I've still, I, again, I don't know if I want that, that beer, lavender beer, but I haven't found it yet. And I don't think I ever will. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And then I would say the other thing of the show is, um, the one thing I, I see don't change, like, I haven't changed. It's just, again, it's like those hazies yeah. and those sours. Like, those came into prominence about two years ago. And just, they're still there. Like, and they're still, you know, getting actually more and more prominent, I would say. Yeah. And to, to those people, like, yeah, you know, that's that's a perfectly fine beverage and all that kind of stuff. But they're, to me, at least, a lot of the Nipahs taste all the same. Because they use they use Citra, they use Centennial, they use Mosaic, 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 Amarillo, a lot of the same hops. And and that's a problem. I I like I want if I'm going to have one of those beers, like give me something new and different. Give me some New Zealand hops. Give me some Old World hops. Or in the case of us, give us the greatest grapefruit ale that contains no grapefruit.
1: So, like,
0: like, give me, give me some very prominent
1: flavors that I'm not
0: going to get somewhere else. And to well, me, no, but we
1: need to produce those beers. Yeah, and then we, we'll, we need We'll to. corner the marketplace, and then when I go out to any other bar that doesn't have Solutions Beer, yeah. I know I can get exactly the same beer, regardless of what brewery made it. Yeah, and, and, and go, yeah. to me, I'm I'm a little
0: disappointed because you know all these brewers are spending time and in putting and in, in developing these recipes, but to me, at the end of the day,
1: they all taste the same. We should do a side by side comparison. This is a future podcast idea. We should actually pick up a six like six yeah, different a whole ones bunch and just of do a side by side by side because they are different. They are yeah, let, they let's will let's taste not different, yeah. let's not discredit the the work that the brewers are doing sure. here. But there is a similar structure to them. It's it's one of yeah. the ones where you kinda like <laughs> we've talked about the hazy blondes and pills and all that shifting, but the nipa's tend to be they all seem to, everybody's agreed to that this is what the NEPA is going to taste like. Yeah. And even like the West Coast IPAs don't adhere to that same thing. They're all over the map. Yeah, well, they the West Coast ones, and, yeah, those are more piney and, yeah. And just any any kind of earth tone they can get out of a hop is yeah. is, is accepted in there. Yeah,
0: more of an IBU race at that point. So Almost.
1: I'm actually interested in our smash competition if my, my um, entry here ends up going towards the more West Coast side. Uh, and
0: and mine's interesting because mine it's not uh, hazy, but it goes more you know east coast or northeast, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So more
1: yeah. more citrusy, fruit fruity. fruity. Yeah, I, yeah.
0: I've tasted mine. Mine's more on like that pale ale kind yeah. of side.
1: Okay, so yeah, we got we yeah. got pale, we got west, and we got east. So, yeah. well, we'll see if mine ends up. I'm just going. It's very like I, mine's a a smash. So yeah, it's a, it's an earth earth note hop that we're using yeah. and trying
0: to... And with mine, like, I'm trying to... Because like, I did the uh, Baron Rouge uh, hops. Like, I'm trying to go for that more... Oh, you went with that man, one? You went with because I, I like that hop, and I want to uh, play with it again. So this time, I was a lot heavier on the back end than the front end, and I'm really hoping that a lot of that... Uh, uh, light uh, it's kinda like stone fruit flavors mm-hmm. and red red flavors like strawberry cherry. Yeah. I'm hoping a lot more of that comes through. But again we'll see. It's uh I've actually got to move it to secondary tomorrow or Monday and then Oh good so yours is almost done yeah. here so yeah, yeah.
2: we should uh, I'm kegging mine we should get that going. Mine's mine's kegged and carved now so and then just mine's you're just, just in the temptation
0: to drink it and you're like no. <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to. I'm trying really hard not
1: to well, I mean, you can drink a little bit of it as long as there's enough for everybody to taste. And then if it's already depressed a little bit, then you can claim like, oh, we ran out of mine first, yeah, so there therefore go. it must be the best.
0: <laughs> we poured full, four glasses. We know you cheated, Rob. This, this is the trick that I
1: <laughs> 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 The yield just was terrible enough. Yeah, <laughs> we, we know okay. you had 20 liters. We transferred.
0: I was going to say, uh, at that point it's a DNF because he didn't finish. Not everyone got a pint. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> but I guess we'll see.
1: So, anyway, mild digression on the the competition yeah. there, but yeah, like the NEPA is very consistent across the board. The West Coast seems to be all over the place, yeah, um, which is entertaining. I I, I just well, mm. I love trying the different ones that come out.
2: Yeah, man, yeah. it's always fun trying new beers. That's like one of the best parts of this
0: job.
1: That's really why we all <laughs> st- that's why we all started brewing in this very yeah, yeah, much. Right? Yeah. Like,
0: so actually, one of the beers at the Edmonton Brew Fest that I really wanted to try and then just like. With everything going on, forgot to try, was that olive beer that people yeah, were Yeah, I never got a chance to try that one Because they the came over beer. and this, and like, you know, no joking to anyone who's listening to this right now, it was green, like St. Patrick's Day beer, you know, your light lagers at the, at the local pub, green.
1: Oh, yeah. And actually, it's interesting because it might reverse our uh, my earlier statements in our St. Patrick's Day episode about like, mm. the, the best St. Patrick's Day beer is one that cannot be dyed green. Well, this one is naturally green. Yeah, like, yeah. so I, didn't, it might I actually I'm did sick. try
2: a little bit of it. So, what, what did you think of it? I didn't like it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, and it was, that's and that's what I, I like
0: all of the stews, but it's like I don't, I don't know. It doesn't fit in a beer. In yeah, my opinion, it's but. more of a novelty thing because like the people cause we saw a couple people come by our booth like still with one of the little glasses and we I remember asking them like, hey, what do you think? And they're like, do you have a dump bucket? And it was like, no, Sawback has dump bucket. It, Go there.
1: <laughs> it, it, no, it was definitely split. Like some people really liked it. Other people thought it tasted oily other people yeah I might have been okay
2: with it maybe tasted like a little bit more like it was more like a goes yeah like a little bit more salty flavor yeah but yeah otherwise it's just kind of like bitter
0: uh, bitter olive flavor
2: Um, well
0: the only way to actually make an olive beer I learned this many many moons ago is a pint of Alexander Keith's a shot of 151 and salt (laughs) and you literally get olive taste out of it. Okay.
2: That's odd. I don't know how that comes out of all that. Well, there's then, a bit of a story
0: here. Yeah, there's a bit of a story. So, there's an old bar in Cochrane. Uh, we were drinking and all that kind of stuff. And at the time, like, I really hated tequila. I really, really hated it. So, I had, I had a pint... It, it was just Alexander Keys because again, no crap breweries at this you know tiny little bar at this time in Alberta. So go off to the, go to the bathroom, come back, and there's a shot there with a, a lime and the salt.
1: Well, and so it wasn't just that we all we were all doing tequila. There's a few of us out for the night. Yeah, um, but we knew that Steve hated tequila. Mm-hmm. So we we when he went out, went out to the bathroom, we ordered him like Porsa shot of 151. Bacardi oh, 151, no. which yeah. was similar color to the tequila we were ordering. Uh, put put a lime wedge on top of it, and like, let's see if we can catch it. <laughs> so he comes back to the table, looks at it, and sighs, like, uh, and just dumps the thing into his beer. Because
0: especially, like, the bottom shelf tequila is just terrible. Oh, like it, the, it the, the golden Jose Cuervo is just God terrible. And I'm just like, no, I'm gonna at least dilute this. So I dump, dump it into the beer, throw the salt in and take oh, a sip, no. and I'm like, this tastes like an olive. And they're like, but that's not tequila. I'm like, well, what the hell did I put into my beer? And they're like, it's 151 rum. I'm like, oh, well, you got to try this. And so we literally <laughs> yeah. passed the, the glass all the way down, and it came all the way back, and everyone agreed. It mm. tasted like olives. Weird. Yeah. So all you need is
2: 75% rum shot added to your beer. Oh, my yeah, gosh. and just as... To, to yeah,
0: yeah. tequise, which to is keys. a, you know lager <laughs> a full pint less a sip yeah full <laughs> pint minus a sip and then a bit of salt shit shook it onto the top of it and it tastes exactly like an olive oh my gosh <laughs> if I had some
2: 151 I might consider trying that but I'm not going to go buy a whole bottle of 151 I'm not
1: 18 years might, old anymore <laughs> yeah you might need to be uh, two or three beers in before you try this in order for you know taste senses to calibrate yeah <laughs> before they calibrate yeah <laughs> sounds like the opposite of what they do.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, But yeah, like uh, I was going to say like anything else I really saw at the show it was it was a lot of new like again. Yeah. You're, as you said like the seltzers and the teas. There was a lot more at the at these last shows than mm. before. So yeah, it, there, n- nothing wrong with
2: that. I'm always open to options. I, I like I always think that there should be options. Well,
1: yeah. especially at beer fest because there's a lot of You've, you've seen this a lot where a lot of people come with their significant others or with groups of people and not everybody in the party enjoys beer. Yeah. And so you want everybody to come there and have a good time. They're, they're still paying the same price for the ticket to come in. Yeah. They're paying... Yeah. Them, like, yeah. It's or, nice to be able to say like, okay, well, well I try to sell beer to this person, You, I can recommend this other drink for you over here or this over here. It actually needs a... We need a little bit more wine rep- representation there. I think. Well, there, or even, even uh, if just there used to be a separate winery or, like,
0: show, but it's kind of gone away over the years. Yeah, but yeah, it's... Co-op used it does, to do one that greaves the glass. It
1: doesn't you know. need to be a dedicated wine show. I'm, I'm more no. thinking something grape like... Escape. Oh, yeah, grape, that's, that's what it was. Escape, yeah. yeah, sorry. So the the mechanism I have in my my head, because Sobeys had the the liquor store on site this time, if they just had a separate booth where they are like, okay, here's the whatever wines that we're favoring right now. If you want to buy a sample of wine instead of all the beer around here, yeah. here's mm-hmm. our four on, on available or something like that. And then know. just a... I
2: don't. I don't know. I think mixing wine and beer is kind of weird, but I,
1: I feel no, like I feel I, like it, there should people be more. That, there's some people that go there and they don't taste anything.
2: Yeah, I think maybe like more ciders would be good. Yes, you know what yeah. actually, I mean. Actually, like and that, that that's
1: been increasing over the last couple of years. As well. It has been, but it hasn't yeah. been
2: growing as much as I think it could or should.
1: Hasn't been growing as much as the breweries actually. Yeah, sure.
0: yeah, cidery or meadery sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, there's the new one, the Birds and Bees. Like that's the newest meadery that I know of. But again. How many meters are in the province? Like, well, to maybe be fair, where five. they're making their money it's now really, is their budget. Really so. It's yeah, hard to get honey. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> honey, is a, honey is a hard
0: resource to come by. Yeah, and, yeah, and it is expensive for what it is, especially time. in quantity. Yeah, so especially if you're going to basically dilute it and put it into a bunch, of, a bunch of water and make some meat out of it. It's like, yeah, that's a lot of honey to just do that with. so...
1: We definitely need more meaderies and more people drinking mead just from a global food supply kind of standard because yeah, yeah. it just supports bees, right? Yeah. If you want people to conserve something, make them make it. <laughs> right. Make sure they're part of the supply chain for something you want. Now, most people yeah. would say that food in general <laughs> is something we want, but I think it's a little too much of a disconnect for the poll- pollinators. Yeah. The nice thing about cider is you can always make cider
2: out of the fruit that you can't just eat, though. Yes. True. Yeah, right? You'd almost think that bruised fruit would be better for ciders because of, they're sweeter usually, right? Like
1: bruised fruit is a little, a little bit sweeter.
0: Well, actually, I, I'm now remembering. I don't know if it'd be I, better or
1: worse because you're crushing it anyway. No. <laughs> so
0: I, I remember doing this a couple of years ago. I still have a couple of them at home, but I made what was called I called applejack, which was it was like one of my base pale ale recipes, and I put apple, I had some apples from a cousin who basically had like a small. Uh, uh, small, a couple small trees in his backyard. They produced, like, this one year, just so many apples. So he's like, do you want some? He's like, yeah. And he brought me, like, basically a grocery bag's worth. And I went through the whole process of getting the juice out of that, which I then discovered, no, I'm not going to do that in the future. I'm just going to get apple juice from the store. <laughs> For yeah. the amount of effort and time that I put into that, yeah, no, the, the, the juice did not taste any different from what I would get at the store. No. <laughs> um, no but,
2: I, yeah, I found that, too. Like, I go to the superstore. They have an unpasteurized... Unpasteurized, uh, unsweetened... Cider already, and it's like it's perfect. You just grab that, dump a bunch of those for whatever volume you want, and then yeah, throw and, yeast on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and I, basically build your own kit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but like I remember doing it with the beer, and like that beer turned out really well because it was like half beer, half like it had a strong apple overtone on it which was a which was a nice kind of fall was, seasonal kind of beer almost
1: so. like a rattler that you yeah you combined with another alcoholic oh, that's <laughs> another one i would like to have one on. i love rattlers yeah, mm. yeah. not, not are, enough rattlers they're few and far between and they're always from the the big big boys yeah which, which well yeah, well I, I
0: can't remember who yeah. it was at the show but they had like their their lemon squeeze a rattler i think it might have been village or something like that and it was just like I've had this, and it's fine. Like, it's okay. Far has
2: one as well. That's all right. Mm-hmm. But I still, I still think the one to beat is a Schoferhofer or Schofferhoffer, or how however you pronounce that one. Mm-hmm. That one is, like, it's really low ABV. It's, like, three, three and a half or something yeah, like that. Yeah, which rather should be, because yeah. you're, you're basically and, uh, cutting everything in half, right? And it it tastes like grapefruit juice. hmm But, like a, like, a sweeter kind of, like, it, whatever. But I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it would be nice if there were more, more things like that, you know, like that, yeah. or even like a pink lemonade or something like that. I don't know, <laughs> mix it up.
0: But uh, yeah, say any other trends we want to mention or anything like that.
2: No, I was looking at their board. Actually, you know what? There are more loggers coming out now. That is true. We are starting, starting are. to see the resurgence of craft loggers. Yes. Yeah. That is one thing I'm starting to see come out more is more loggers um i don't know why maybe it's just because during the pandemic people had unused tanks they were able to use the extra time to actually lager beer um but uh it's that's kind of cool but i don't know you, in my opinion the if you're gonna drink a lager drink one of the big guys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they've been
0: doing it for so long they do it so well um well and that's actually like one of the big for our listeners like an ale you know from start yeah. to finish will take three to four weeks depending on what you're doing with it. A lager takes a lot longer because you need to chill it and let the yeast do its, uh, do its thing at either one, te- one lower temperature or stages of temperatures as it, as it cools sort of thing. So generally like a lager will take two to three times as longer. So that, you know, for those, like, that equipment that you're using with it, it's got to sit in the tank for a lot longer. So ales are a lot faster.
1: It's an incredibly long process to produce something that has significantly less flavor than an ale. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> that's just, yeah, But I'm it's, it's just but got it. a
0: cleaner, sharper flavor. Yes, and it's like, it's are clean, you looking it's for crisp that? Yeah, it's Well,
2: they started calling those cold IPAs. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is another little marketing thing that I am not, not yeah. in favor
0: of. But Yeah, that's, that's, that's an that's interesting stupid. One. <laughs> Straight up, that's dumb. Well, that's yeah, right, buddy. Riley. But Riley
1: agrees. agrees. Well, he, yeah. he is yep. opposed to cold
0: IPAs. <laughs> I think Riley is saying his dad might need another beer. <laughs>
1: uh, maybe that too. But.
0: <laughs> I think we're all pretty low here. I'm down to the last couple of sips of mine. Well, uh, since we're probably going to go get another beer here in a second, Brendan how can people contact us if they also have opinions about current beer, beer trends in the industry?
1: Well, if people have opinions or want to dispute our opinions or tell us why every NEPA is actually unique and uh, a like, unique uh, special very, snowflake, very special, uh, they can reach us. They can go to our website www.solutionsbrewing.com. We have a contact us page there. Yep. Yeah, they sends a, sends us an email uh, <laughs> to no problems at solutionsbrewing com or they can reach us uh, through the pertinent social medias at Solutions Brewing Co. That's Facebook and Instagram. And because Steve's going to try to mention Twitter again, I'll just go through it and screw it up for him. It's at Solutions Brew I one. Four more weeks. Oh oh my gosh. I I can't wait for that to be over. And i again going to ask Rob not to put it in the notes. Yes, and actually on that, I actually put in a little secret note this time and a
2: little shout out to Joel, who's been one of our uh, earliest supporters, which is really awesome. And we're really glad that, Joel, you keep listening and you read our notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, so he did do the woo. He did, yeah. <laughs> he did, <yes. laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah, because I was listening to it on, I think, Friday this week. I was at work just, like, mind-numbing spreadsheets. So I was just listening to it. And then at the end, I was checking the notes. It's like, ah. A nice job, Rod. You know, that's, a, that's a nice little, uh, you know, if anyone's actually paying attention. Yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah. I started changing it up a little bit to just, to, I don't know, mix it up, do something
1: different. So I'm glad the three of us at least read the notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Joel. Well, I definitely read them because I write them. Right. <laughs> but
0: uh, with that, thanks everyone for joining us, and we will talk to you next time. Take care, everyone.
1: Riley signing all done. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Over.